If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com/audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com/audio. That's carshield.com/audio. Some have religious influence, others political, most historical. What they have in common is that they represent something worth remembering, be it good or bad. Everyone is entitled to their opinion of that memory and that memorial and the right to peacefully express it. But they are not entitled to destroy or rewrite history. And yet, Richard Kurtz with us today, political scientist, writer, Pierre Strangis Carpenter. He's here with some thoughts on the comparative conduct of the would-be caretakers of our culture how are you, sir? I am well. How about yourself? Pretty good, actually. I did get a, uh, I, I, I got a, uh, a compliment about you in our last hour. Uh, can't, the, can't, can't be accurate. Well, <laughs> the fantastic Jay Izzo um, told me that you are an expert at writing these little introductions and things to these topics. So. Well, I'm I'm glad he appreciates them. He gives me great material to work with. <laughs> now, uh, this this is something that I've been wondering what is going on with the fact that we keep tearing down these statues and tearing down our history and and all these things. But uh, I want to start at the top here. What is the significance of the American four percent, my friend? Well, it's simple arithmetic that America represents less than 4% of the world's population. Okay. And the only thing that separates us from the rest of the world are our ideals and our ideas and our American, uniquely American, I must say, industriousness. Um, If you don't think it's unique, just look at the fact that at the turn of the century or just before, we were on a par with every other major country from Spain to England to um, to Canada and all the way around and every one of those nations um, is far behind us in terms of development and capability uh, including the Soviet Union that has only one-sixth of our economy at the uh, at the expense of everybody in their country so we need to respect the fact that we're a minority and the only thing that separates us from the rest of the world are our ideals. We cannot forget that under any circumstances. We've got the fantastic Richard Kurtz with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. Each and every week around this time, we talk with Richard about some of the different uh, issues of the day and get his news and views on, on some of the different hot topics. And today, uh, we are discussing an interesting one, statues, statues, and civilization. Um, what is the reality of civilization there, Rich? Well, we, we use the word, like we use so many words, we use it quite loosely. But civilization evolves continuously. Uh, civilization is different but not necessarily better as it evolves because evolution has changed and change is not limited to getting better. Um, And the people who bring on that change are not necessarily civilized regardless of 
the fact that they believe that they are improving civilization. Yes. It is uh, Richard Kurtz with us today. He joins us live here on iHeartRadio, AMFM247.com, and uh, tune in iTunes Radio Loyalty. And uh, coming up here in a few moments, we have a uh, great guest from WorldNet Daily. We'll chat with them on the telephone after we get done here with Rich. And uh, should we preserve the display of history? I, I think we should, but, but what are your Absolutely. thoughts on this? Absolutely. We should, we should preserve that like we, we preserve our American ideals. We should stand by our history in context of that history, but stand by it good or bad. Did we do everything right throughout history? Well, we made what we felt was the best decisions at the time. Were those good decisions or bad decisions? If you put them in context, they make a lot more sense than they do now. Instead of judging them by good or bad, you have to see what the net effect of them was. You know, was slavery a good idea? Slavery's never a good idea, but it also wasn't our idea. Uh, it, was a, uh, it was an economic reality at the time, and we condemned it subsequent to that. Um, but you have to you have to put it in the context of the time. Were it not for inexpensive labor, we probably would have failed as colonies and as a country. Uh, by the time of the Civil War, we were in the Industrial Revolution, so we were coming out of dependence on that. But the reality was, it was all part of the evolution of our American civilization. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Richard Kurtz from Strategies PR joins us each and every week around this time. And uh, what historic events parallel the destruction of American statues and plaques? Well, if you look at it uh, very recently, one of the first things we heard about about the Taliban uh, was in 2001 when they went and dynamited these irreplaceable Buddhist statues that were built in the middle of the desert in, yep. uh, in Afghanistan. Yep. Uh, these things were built in the in the fourth and fifth centuries. They represent an aspect of a comparatively benign culture, but that culture or those representations, if you will, uh, were in sharp contrast to the sociopathic Taliban who ordered them destroyed because they were idols of a, of, a, of, a, of a different culture that contrasted with theirs. Anybody that destroys a historic idol from the past because they're afraid that it contrasts with their culture is an insecure miscreant against civilization. They're a pathetic excuse for human beings, uh, as are the people who are knocking down our statues today. If you look at the pictures of them doing that, it doesn't look any smarter than the L.A. riots, the Ferguson riots, the idiocy of the, of the people who were pulling down. They, they, the pictures could have been taken from the pulling down of the statue of Saddam Hussein after he was toppled. Only you understood the people there because they were angry that they were toppling a dictator. Here, they're toppling history. What a bunch of jackasses. Anybody's. Anybody, anybody who supports this is a bona fide, low-class jackass, and I'll tell them that to their face. We've got a uh, great guest with us today, 
Uh, Richard Kurz from Strategies PR joins us here in our broadcast. And um, what groups basically have preserved the works of earlier civilizations and what groups have destroyed them? Obviously, uh, you mentioned one there with, with, with ISIS and the, uh, as I like to call them, the la-la-la-la-la guys. Well, but, that was uh, the Taliban back then yes. before, uh, before yeah. ISIS was developed. But, but very surprisingly... Um, the and I have to double check this, but I believe it was the North African uh, uh, libraries that were maintained by the Islamic civilizations at the time actually preserved all the great works from ancient Greece and Rome at a time when the Catholic Church was obliterating and burning everything that was printed that wasn't printed by the Catholic Church. So there's a turnaround for fair play. Uh, you had a, uh, a civilization that has devolved um, um, protecting irreplaceable items, irreplaceable pieces of our, of our civilized history from a group that has since evolved into a, uh, a symbol of, uh, of acceptable religious beliefs. Um, again, a classic example of the fact that uh, civilization evolves, not always good, not always bad, not always by good people. We've got a uh, great guest with us today, Richard Kurz, Tragedies PR. He joins us today here in a broadcast. Now, what should we do with the dilemma of these allegedly offensive public artifacts, my friend? Well, there's a, a couple, of, couple of steps. I'm sure there's a lot more things to be done, but I'm a word guy, so I'm going to throw in uh, we should eradicate presumptive superiority as an accepted practice. Every one of these people presume that their idea of what this is is superior to someone else's. Well, that's the kind of crap thinking that created and exacerbated slavery. I am somehow better than you and I should own you even though you're another human being is a presumptive superiority. It is no worse than the garbage that these people are spewing right now. And you can put whatever label you want on them. You can call them the far left. You can call them the, uh, the Antifa. You can call them the American Nazi Party. You can call them anything you want. But what you need to do is be aware that they practice presumptive superiority. And that is not only anti-American, that is anti-civilization. Uh, the second is that we have to be intolerant of intolerance. If someone says there's no room for this, blah, 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 it's got to be eradicated, well, there are practices that should be eradicated. But you have no business being intolerant of the other things that people believe in. And the word tolerance should go away, uh, and people should learn the difference between tolerance and acceptance. Acceptance is when you say, okay, I don't agree with you, but you have the right to believe that. Tolerance is what you have to have when you've got a screaming three-year-old on an airplane. Um, next, we that have to teach awesome. history in context, <laughs> not in opinions. If you teach it in opinions, it's indoctrination, it's not history. And we have to make honesty and ethics in history, here's a new word, secular sacraments. They have to be... They That's have to a hell of a word there, Rich. Belief. It's a hell of a word. Well, it's a, I like it. I like it. It tends to counterbalance like the, the, the antipodal zoanthropy of the people who are acting. Wow. 
I'm going to have to go look all these up during the break. Well, you're not going to find these. Because <laughs> I, I developed antipodal anthro, uh, zoanthropy, and I introduced it on your show a few months back. <laughs> it's when somebody's ideas is, are so in opposition to common sense that they've enabled themselves to act like animals. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and they're not suffering from antipodal zoanthropy. We're suffering from their antipodal zoanthropy. Hell of a deal. Well, Hell of uh, a deal. So here's, here's an example. Okay. Next week yes. you're going to cover the fair. Yes. Right? Yes. We're going to be at the what fair. What if PETA came out with weeks. their $40 million and started pounding on the fact that the fair was unfair to all these animals and you shouldn't have it? And Good Lord, that would be awesome. If you had to go through the courts and everything else, you guys would have a horrible time. Because somebody else has this idea that they believe is superior to your traditions over time. This is where it can go if you enable this presumptive superiority. Um, I love you know, it. PETA supposedly knows better about the care of animals, although they've never saved so much as a shrimp. And and they're down all over SeaWorld and trying to ruin them. And SeaWorld has saved, what, 40, 47,000 different animal rescues over, over the last 25, 35 years. You know, presumptive superiority. Got to go away. Hell of a deal. Well, I appreciate it, my friend, and we will uh, talk to you in a couple weeks. You have a great time at the fair, and uh, in a lot of ways, I wish I was there. Well, thank you, sir. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful week. Appreciate it, Take brother. Care. That is Richard Kurt, Strategies PR, and uh, we are going to shift gears here, and we are going to.